You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 33. And this is a special one, folks, because we are also live on Clubhouse while we record this episode. And... Hey, everybody's clapping. I'm going to shake my wrist bag. There we go. Oh, Jesus Christ. You still uh, rinse out of there? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, everybody say hi to Matt Paris, who's uh, kind of guest guesting. Yeah, when are we going to have him officially on? Matt's going to be officially on soon. Okay. We just cut 60 pieces, uh, 60 brackets for him on the torch, mate. I'll see oh, you later, nice. Matt. Nice. Um, it came out great. So... Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I see Lucas, Bernie, Steve Pellegrino. We got Jacob Nose. We got Glenn Lickers. We got Craig from the Barefoot Forge. Aaron, Laney. Laney we got, just popped in. Laney popped wow. in. It's, this is a party. So well, the way we're going to do this, guys, is we're going to kind of do basically our regular, you know, rambling, and then uh, we'll kind of open it up. And I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play my – clubhouse app through my microphone so that Derek and Paul can hear and then you know we can all sort of interact together so I think it'll be fun and we'll see how it goes or it'll be a disaster anyway either way to cheer me up because I lost a bunch of money on Bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with Paul Paul what have you been up to other than losing money on Bitcoin? listen well, uh, I lost well, a shit I lost dude. a shitload of money in the market this week hey, listen so. dude I told Welcome you about to Tesla I told my other friend about Tesla everyone refused to listen to me I knew it was going to come crashing down but I'm I lost money it. on Bitcoin Why? did you listen to it's down crashed. it's down about two hundred dollars yeah. a share right now you know what I, you know what I just found out and I might be the dumbest guy in the room well I kind of am because I'm the only guy in the room but I always thought Elon Musk like started Tesla no he I did. that's what I thought and then there was original no. they, people yeah. that founded it right yeah they brought him on as like uh whatever like, isn't that funny he's not yeah I thought, did like, you guys listen to his guy. Rogan interview did you listen no, to his new Rogan he talks one? like a freaking no. robot he does. He says about think, three words every ten seconds, but he's, he's but he's got smart, something though, huh? going, man. I, there's something about him. Oh yeah, him. dude. He's I mean, a genius. I, I drink the the Elon Musk Kool Aid like 100, percent and I just feel like the way he looks at problems is is different than you know, like he could give a shit about like the things that he owns, 
and cares more about like well we have to you know he he yeah, says a lot in that interview you know, like, get past the gray easy. filter that's easy when you have a ton of money i'd give a shit about the things i own i'd be like ah, oh, who cares you no know? but this it's guy just, this guy i'm i'm I, I have mixed opinions on him because I'm su- obviously super impressed. He's a genius. He works like 20 hours a day. But he's got a little bit of a over-promising, under-delivering thing mm-hmm. going on. Well, where you know what it if is? If you look I at think... what he's promised between mm-hmm. all the different cars that still haven't come out yet, and it's been years, you know, like he just needs to, like, not promise so much. And then when he actually comes out with the thing, then blow everybody that's away. Yeah, that's my that air compressor. Oh, nice, I, I think that, I that think that, um, I think that he is, I think the way that he kind of goes about it is he's so like long term that yeah, I guess to him, it's like, is. it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, it's like the difference between somebody that's building a house that they want to live in tomorrow and someone that's building the house. And it, when the, when someone says, hey, listen, we got to wait for this stone to come in from a quarry across the world, it might take 20 weeks. They go, okay. Listen, you know, Chris, like it'll, he's it'll on, get here when he's it gets on Joe here. Rogan saying the next car is going to be flying around. And Joe's like, when's it going to come out? He's like, oh, in a couple of years. Like, that, listen, that was the baffling. car's not flying. Oh, it'll go, th- it'll go two yeah. meters. It'll go yeah, two meters. Like, it'll think, just blow think, out the suspension. Yeah, I think he's making this up on the spot. But like, <laughs> Yeah, but you see, know. His, his logic is like, I'm the guy that just comes up with the idea. Like, I'm not the guy that comes out with when it's released, you know. And that's like mm-hmm. his cop-out all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm not that guy. How long does it take a compressor to build? Yeah, that's a bit. It's yeah. an eighty gallon. I mean, I just ran. I just ran sixty parts on the torch made at a hundred inches per minute. Yeah. It was a lot. It was let's a huge it, plate. Let's see if you have a leak. I do have a leak. Oh, I okay. I particularly I specifically have a leak because if it I don't want the air to sit in there for too long. I want the water to be able to churn around inside <laughs> so that it can coat the inside of the tank with nice. rust universally. I don't want the rust to just sit at the bottom. I want the whole tank to be <laughs> filled with rust. So when it fails, I want it to fail uh, in yeah, 360 yeah. degrees, you know? Nice, nice, nice. You know, I want to die from the explosion. Nice. Well, you might get your wish. Yeah. So, sorry, we interrupted you. Were you still going on something. Elon Musk? Are you still Elon's going the best. How much did you lose on Bitcoin, Paul? A couple thousand. <laughs> couple railings, couple feet of railings. Yeah, listen, no, dude, my other money. investments, killing it this year. Killing it on the other stuff. The Bitcoin, I lost money on the Bitcoin. I'm not going to lie. Thank you for joining the Handmade Podcast Investment Hour. Today yeah. we'll be talking about ETFs, uh, NFTs. I don't even know what that is. Doge. Doge. Don't even get me started on Doge. I get so many comments about um, the food and everything. Everybody's yeah. like, I love the food comments. You yeah. know, once in a while, I throw in a maker related thing. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> While I eat my Ritz yeah. Bits crackers. My cheese-filled Ritz Bits you crackers know what, Chris, like a I've been thinking long and hard about Peter, and I'm very upset about your comments about Peter Luger's. And I need Let's to, go. I need to know, if you know what you're talking about, I need you to name me what two cuts of meat are on a porterhouse. I don't know, <laughs> Okay. Hold on, hold on. Your opinion hold on, is hold on, out hold on, the hold window. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> because... Uh, hold, hold on. Porterhouse would be a filet. Yes. The shank and the loin. And, uh, the shank and the loin, uh, yeah. The, the filet and yeah and the um uh like a delmonico is that like new york the, strip that the, the strip i was gonna say strip. strip but i thought that was wrong paul i don't have to shape, i don't have it. to know that what the food you is sure do. i don't need to know the technical term to know if it sucks nah i don't know we'll go to peter luger's you guys come to uh, town yeah, we we'll gotta go, go to peter we'll luger's and you know we, we'll figure it out we'll go you know we'll we'll do it We'll get a little I, that steakhouse we went to up in up in Boston was fantastic. 
you know Frank's yep that's just basic steakhouse you know nothing fancy but it was great there's there's yeah. one over here Paul you look up this place Prime in Huntington mm-hmm. uh, New York it's fantastic Angela and I went there for Valentine's Day yeah it was excellent you know very painful on the wallet but an excellent meal Uh-oh. nonetheless one of those nice. but yeah, um, she she's done. happy you know I was happy yeah. um but anyway, so Derek, let's talk about the sign that you made yesterday. Yes, yes. Let's talk what about making a sign with three colors and no paint. No paint. So, I was no very impressed paint. by that sign. Yeah. I thought I called Derek to tell him. I was like, "Dude, this thing is unbelievable! Dude, like, it is it's fantastic." So amazing looking. It just and it sounds so stupid, but it looks like it was like made in a factory. In your That's what I said to you yesterday. Yeah, I said it looks like just, it was manufactured. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just, it's just unbelievable, and it. it like, I was kind of thinking, I don't know. So, anyways, there's a kid, um, Scott Couch, get off the couch on Instagram, who is, like, killing it with these signs. He does, like, a lot of soccer signs and stuff like that. And he does – so I was kind of thinking it, – it's funny how, you know, it, it, I don't know. I keep getting distracted. But he um, he's in a group chat that I'm part of, right? And there's all these laser guys, but not all of them always comment. So I found him on Instagram, not realizing he's in my group chat that, like, I got put in by a friend of mm-hmm. mine. So I reached out to him, and he lives in upstate New York. He actually lives not too far from Jimmy. And we were talking, and his Instagram just blew up. He posted a, an epoxy sign he did of a soccer club, and it just, like, went viral. He's got, like, you know, 90,000 followers on Instagram. And he basically takes Maple... I, I'm pretty sure it's like mostly maple or like uh, cherry, and he just carves like their logos into it. They're beautiful. He fills them up. When he's done, he surfaces them. They're done. So um, I was watching that, and I was like, wow, that'd be cool. I'd be like, so I was thinking, imagine if that instead of leaving the wood, the white, if you CNC'd the white out and then just put epoxy in it. And I was like, wow, I could do that with all the colors, just do them one at a time. So I said, I was talking with Jimmy. I said, I'm going to try it. So I did it, and then what was happening was where the edges were meeting, it was real sharp, and I was getting a line of, like, MDF. And then Jimmy had a good idea on how to get rid of that and I um, by just doing, like, a little offset. And I did that, and it came, like, perfectly clean. And when I was done, I, I mean, it was, it was perfect, like, just totally perfect, except the edges were a little sharp. But when I got out of sanding block and sanded it, they were ridges were high enough to keep it off the face of the sign. And because I was going to flood it with clear after that. So I just did that and I buffed it out and it's just beautiful. It's absolutely perfect. I'm trying to do a Celtics one now and it's, it's going to be a little bit more work because I screwed it up. I didn't realize with Vetrick when I was um, doing a a pocketing um, um, pass on it, it does a, a roughing and a finishing. And I didn't realize that. And I saved it as one file. So it went from one file to the other so the finishing pass, it just takes like a 16th inch end mill and goes around everything just to clean it up. So mine had the um, quarter inch end mill on it. So it kind of, you know, the first pass like kind of took the top off of everything. But there's enough on there. It's deep enough that when it's done, I'm just going to surface the whole thing and take like a 16th off, not even, like a 32nd. And I should be down to nice all level. It won't have the ridges like the other one, but it will... Um, It'll be nice and flat, and it should be all the right colors, you know, underneath. But it, it came out really nice. I'm going to keep doing them. This one, I, I had said earlier in the week, um, 
I'm going to give it away if it comes out right. But I'm giving away enough stuff tonight um, for my 5,000K giveaway, even though it doesn't look like I'm going to reach it. But I'll be, I'll be there soon. But um, I think I'm going to donate it to a charity. There's a, a local thing going on for this little boy that's got um, cancer in his brain stem. Uh, eight-year-old kid, yeah, he's not doing well, and um, you know they're just trying to raise some money for the family. And I'm like, you know what? This sign will be better served going to him and his family. So I'm going to do that with it. And anybody who thought they were going to win it would probably agree that's the right place for it to go. So um, you know, so that's that. But um, nice. yes, it, it came out really cool. I got a couple other ideas. I was talking uh, with Bobby Duke last night. He'd give me a couple other ideas of what I should be doing with them. And uh, I'm going to try a couple other little variations of it and uh, see what I can come up with. So, yeah, that's that. And from an efficiency standpoint, like I know you and I talked about this yesterday, yeah. and obviously, like, making one of those, it uh -huh. takes, like, all day because you're doing a layer of epoxy, yeah. it's drying. Yeah. And another, but if you did, like, ten of those and yeah. you didn't have to touch them up and deal with paint, I feel like you're you're – much you're like money stuff. good on that like oh, if you did yeah. 10 of those and it took up your whole four by eight table for the day yeah you'd be you'd be having a great day oh yeah because it it seems like it's longer because you have to wait for it to you know cure or set or whatever it is but in the long run you know you basically set it up the machine does its thing for 45 minutes you know it takes 20 minutes to fill it and then you're just sitting there doing nothing you know, and, um, you know, if you're going to surface them after, you don't even really have to worry about, you know, dust in the shop because you're going to take the top off it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, the Celtics one, I kind of, I didn't seal the Bruins one at all. The Celtics one, I kind of wish I did because with the white epoxy, like the little fuzzies and the MDF, it's kind of, you can see them a little bit in the um, epoxy, but I think it'll be fine once it's surfaced. But so something like that, if it was going to be like a lot of white, I'd probably seal it, like just spray it with shellac. Or something mm -hmm. like that just to keep it all together but yeah definitely you know it I, I mean the painted ones once you prime them you have to wait a couple of days and then once you paint if it's a mistake you got you know the sand it's just days and days anyway so mm -hmm. this like and i think they look so much better it, it just it, it it's just unbelievable oh yeah um now would you would you have to worry about like shellac over epoxy because i feel like a, like nothing sticks to epoxy once it's really glassed like that and like got that full gloss kind of look would you have to like worry about the well, shellac you know not bonding well what like if i sailed it you mean or like yeah like if you that? yeah um, yeah no nah, i think like there would be enough bite like just in the rough texture of the mdf like it would stay mm. in there like because there is like a a tiny little layer on the bottom I was concerned, and I was going to talk to the people at Total Boat about, like, covering these. Like, I'm wondering, like, if these went out, because I wanted to make a couple signs for um, some houses and stuff, like some designs. Mm. And um, I'm just curious about how they would stand up to the weather, like if they'll yellow or, you mm. know, what what you need to do to kind of protect them if they were going to be outside, you know I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, obviously meant to be that way, but I don't know if it'll get cloudy, if it'll turn yellow or... Yeah. what's going to happen with it but i got a couple ideas of things i want to make doing this process so it's funny because like when i was first out of college and i worked for that artist you know like i had never this is like 2011 so like all this epoxy shit like epoxy almost didn't exist the way that it does now yeah, you know like everything yeah, yeah. everybody's making epoxy hey, stuff dude, i even heard logan paul talking about that he's making epoxy tables or something like oh, epoxy's Jesus big Christ. Epoxy's yeah. mainstream well, now. 
in 2011 when I was working for this this uh, like very famous artist, he wanted something cast in clear epoxy resin. And a lot of companies claim that they have non-yellowing clear epoxy resin, but no one really can prove that it's non-yellowing. And when this guy's making a piece of art that's going to sell for a million plus dollars, it has to really stay clear for like forever. Like it can't yellow in 10 years, can't yellow in 30 years. It can't ever get yellow. So we had, we were sending epoxies to an independent test lab where they would do those like time tests on them, you know, where they expose a product to like temperature and whatever, and they accelerate time to simulate, you know, 10 years in like, and it was, we would, we were literally the, one of the guys I was working with was calling epoxy companies, getting epoxy, you know, without telling them that we were going to send them for tests, we would get them, we would make a part, then we would send it to this like dude in his basement in like Arizona this like world renowned time tester and he would then like torture test or whatever you know environmental environmental test this epoxy to try to find out which one really was going to last like 30 years and at the time i was like huh like this seems kind of arbitrary but i mean think about how many epoxies and different resins that we assume are going to really stand the test of time long term but what is long term to you know an epoxy company you know like if something lasts outside for two years is that enough is it 10 years is it 30 years you know what i mean it's interesting when you really think about it like you know how long is long term when it comes to something that you're making yeah that's what i kind of always wonder with these things and you know that's what like when i make the flags a lot of people ask me you know they're like these made to be outside and i'm like dude like I'm just like a fucking guy making these in my basement. Like, you know what I mean? If you get a year or two out of it, what do you, what do you really want from me? Like, you can come back <laughs> 10 years from now, say my, my flag failed in year eight, you know, and it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it just, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tested these. They're not like lab tested or anything like yeah. that, you know, and it's just whatever. Uh, I mean, if your signs fail at year eight, I mean, yeah. like, who yeah. would buy them? Yeah, you know, yeah, the I Etsy don't. shop, the reviews would plummet yeah, in, on yeah. year eight. Oh, you know, oh, it's oh, like. Which, which reminds me. <laughs> I do think I did some damage control last week. <laughs> Jordan. But no, it was fine after. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, Peter Luger's, uh, yeah. the Peter yeah. Luger's Etsy yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he laugh. He's a good sport. So. Yeah, oh, my laugh, God. But. Well, I mean, you know. Considering the shit that his wife said about my sign, I think yeah. I, I have a couple. Of, I think I have a couple yeah. left in the bank. So <laughs> did she you really could use some like, of mine. rip you apart that bad? She roasted my sign, dude. Wow. She was. She said my spacing sucked. My paint job wow, was shitty. The, the letters were crooked. See, that's ter- my sign spacing terminology. Was bad. I don't even yeah. know about that. That's sign yeah. spacing. That's yeah. I didn't even know it existed. That's all she does is sign, sign, mm-hmm. sign. Yeah. At least my background isn't made out of plywood. <clears throat> so you know, uh, I had I had a domino jointed you know you, you know bespoke pine background. But oh, you're anyway. just bespoke Home Depot pine. Bespoke, but yeah, bespoke Home Depot pine, baby. Milled it myself. But anyway, Paul, what about the uh, entire like steel yards worth of steel you had delivered yesterday? We, What's we, going on in your shop? We literally bought all the two by two by eighth inch tubing out of the entire steel supplier, which is like <laughs> one of the biggest is like the, the second or first biggest steel supplier in the state. Like, I had so many 
I have so many. Why, do you have beach. a hot tip or something on, on yeah. two? No, no, like no. The price was dropping? Oh. No, the price is After stuck. epoxy price river is... tables is going to be two-inch uh, box tube tables, the, so Paul's yeah. trying to corner the market. The, the price of steel is actually skyrocketing. I was getting stuff for like 45 cents a pound, 50 cents a pound, and now it's like 80, 90. Because wow. it's catching up to wood now. Because when they started yeah. gouging everybody for wood, that everyone, I'm sure a lot of people, Ugh. you know, who make is things that, know is that. Is that why you bought it all? Is no, I just need it. Why do you have big jobs coming I just, up? I just have this one job, all these awnings. I have oh, oh, okay. 20, 20 by 12 foot awnings. No, I have 10 20 by 12 awnings to make, and I have uh, 10, 10 by 12 awnings to make. And there's a bunch, there's hundreds of feet of tube in each one. Um, okay. So I have like 160 pieces of tube coming. They still didn't even deliver it all yet. Like it's wow. just it, this is going to be the third load of tube that they're dropping off. So what's um, that stuff weigh a foot? Two by two by eight? I don't even know. Like it's, it's four not, or five pounds? No, 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 no. No, wait. It's, um, I don't know. That might be three pounds. Maybe three pounds. Yeah, maybe something yeah. like that. Because when I did the ramp, I think it was a little under two pounds a foot. Because I did that Something all out like, of sixteen gauge two by two. Oh, okay. So maybe it is maybe it is around there. I'm not sure. It could be something like that, actually. Yeah, it could be. Because um, those bundles have to weigh like a couple thousand pounds. How'd your forklift? Did you unload them, or did they bring like a Moffat? No, no, no. I unloaded them. The forklift. The forklift can it barely did one of them. I wasn't actually wasn't there when they unloaded the um, first. <laughs> someone load. else had. Yeah, my fa- yeah. Someone my else father. had to risk their life on that one. My father, who barely knows how to drive the thing, anyway. But I actually just got the forklift. This is a testament to how good cat forklifts are. I bought the forklift and, like, didn't do anything to it besides, like, grease it. Because I don't know what to do. I've never worked on propane engines. I don't know anything. So, finally, I got it serviced. From Put gasoline Louis. in it. Yeah, f- yeah, right? Um, but Louie next door, who could fix anything with a motor, serviced the whole thing. There was, there was no antifreeze in the entire forklift. Because there's a valve that the propane goes into when it comes out of the tank. And it goes into, the, into some valve before it goes into the motor. And I guess antifreeze circulates through that. The valve was leaking both propane and antifreeze. So the entire <laughs> radiator was dry, had nothing in it the entire time. Oh, my God. And then, like, it was low on all the fluids. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I just it just ran, always ran fine. So <laughs> I don't know. But now it's running perfect. We just, got, we just got to order a new valve. He, like, patched up the valve until we could get a new one. But now it's running good. Wow. But nice. We clean the whole thing. I'm going to get a little paint, a little touch-up paint, you know. You got to brand that thing, I you know. Was, you got to paint gotta, it like gray or something. I got to I gotta uh, put my logo on there. I was taking my little blowtorch, and I, you know when you, like, take the blowtorch and, like, uh, use it on the plastic of, like, old mm-hmm. fenders on cars or something, and it, like, revitalizes them? And some kid's like, you can't do that. It's going to weaken the plastic over time. I'm like, listen, like, what are you talking <laughs> about here? All right, you're not taking it out to uh, a parking yeah. lot and getting hit by shopping carts. It's a forklift in your shop. Like, because I I could take that propane and freaking go over my finger quickly without burning it too bad. You think it's gonna weaken the entire you know structural integrity of the plastic? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's that kid. Uh, that kid Panza with the banshees. He he does that to like freshen up some of the banshees. Yeah, because yeah. like you know the plastics fade and like you gotta like you know make them look nice. So. But uh, yeah, no. That I, I was looking at that load of steel you got, and thank God you got your uh, your roller set up because that would have just been a disaster. Oh yeah, Fred was just flying through you know all those cuts because I have the rollers on one side, the outfeed table with the stop block on the other side, and it just makes it so mm-hmm. easy. It saved me so much time. You know, yeah. There's no other, there's no other way to do that. You know, when you have I hundreds know. and hundreds of pieces to cut. Yeah. Um, so it worked out pretty good. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Looks good. Nice. I haven't so. been doing I haven't been doing anything. I know. What are you doing? Oh, I yeah. have. You're, you're making, doing a lot. You're doing you did the vice. You did the oh you did the vice, yeah. yeah. That was like last week. I think we're already like past that. Yeah. No, I guess the video I just came out. So. Yeah, I just watched the yeah. video. Yeah, good. my video good came video. out for the Vice. Um, and if you're listening on Clubhouse, the uh, I think there's like 30 or so people here. Um, enter the giveaway to win a Viking hood from Lincoln Electric. Come on, guys. There's not even that many entries. There's only like – you get like 10 entries a person. So there's only like 1,500 entries. So that means only probably 150 people entered. It's a pretty good – pre- you got pretty it's good pretty chances good of winning like a $300 uh, welding hood. So, but maybe, yeah. Maybe I, I'll enter. Yeah, you should. I, I already have a couple. But. Well, then you can donate <laughs> remember, to the kid with the brain I remember when we got those know? very helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, nice. Just give it away. I'm trying. I, I actually, I think I picked who I'm going to give away that circular saw to. There's a couple people hit me up, but there were a few compelling. Uh, there were a few compelling entries. Oh, I didn't know you were taking sob stories. I would have gave you one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was. I said I wanted to give it to somebody who, uh, like, really like needed it and could use it. You know, like not somebody that just like wants a circular saw yeah. that cuts metal. Yeah. Um, because like I don't know, like nobody. You think this little guy? <laughs> wow. Like that. That's little, cute. Listen, little, you're getting, te- you're getting good over stuff. there at the. Derek, shop. Derek from Alden just showed us. It's uh It's like, paint me it's like a, one of your French girls. It's a nude model silhouette of himself. That says Derek. He's going to be selling them for uh, for Easter. I actually drew it because uh, I learned how to do that in art school. If you guys can remember. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny story. The way Derek and Paul met was Derek was, was actually one was of the models the at models. art school, I, I, I and Paul just co- he couldn't look away. So afterwards, he took him yeah. to lunch, and the rest is history. Yeah. You know. Oh, I, no. I guess I got something else that we could talk about. I'm not. I guess this episode will come out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then about. Uh, so after this episode comes out, this will be the last time I have an opportunity to tell people to watch me on the History Channel on oh. March 9th wow. for uh, Assembly Required. So Tuesday, March 9th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, History Channel, Assembly Required. Watch me um, do something. I'm excited and... to see it. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I'm excited too. Did you guys watch the first episode? Yes. No. I Paul, did. did you watch it? <laughs> No, I watched. You didn't. Dude, I don't. Even you gotta have, watch it. I never. I haven't watched TV in like years. Oh, me neither. Cool. I, I had to. Buy, I'm, I'm gonna have to TV. actually hook up my, my. All this stuff is on my cable box right now. I'm gonna have to hook it up like before. I gotta remember so I don't miss it. Dude, it cost me seventy five dollars to get Hulu Plus Live TV just to watch that freaking oh, you, you show. Have, oh yeah, yeah. No, we don't have any of that shit. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. So I, I've been, I've been kind of. I've been like kind of recovering from my my vice stand build and doing a little bit of doing a little bit of uh, kind of planning for the next project here. I've got a couple things going on, but today and the last couple days, I was like working on that gate again. I welded some support steel into that gate that I've been working on, and today I actually took uh, all the lumber and I resawed it straight down the middle um, to lighten the load. And I think with the diagonal bracing that i put in and the 50 percent weight reduction on the wood i think it's going to make a huge difference it's gotta and help it's gotta it has to um and if it doesn't you, know, you just gotta just tear it down yeah. if it doesn't i'm just gonna yeah. yeah i'm gonna fake my own death um you know <laughs> uh so and and i don't know i'm sure i've said this before on the podcast but 
the guy who I built this gate and fence for is my boss at my day job. <laughs> just gonna quit. So like, there is no escape from this, you know. Um, so like, uh, he he recently relocated to another state and he is back in town. He got back today, and I'm honestly shocked <laughs> that my phone didn't ring yet because <laughs> his gate is in my shop, and I don't know that he knew that. So he got home. He probably his Uber oh, probably God. took him to the house, like, the and he was probably like, "Where the hell is my gate?" Pull yeah. over in front of the big gate. Yeah, right. Like I'm like pushing the button on my uh, on my gate remote to let us in, but it's really working today. So. Yeah. So no, it was. Uh, I, I think it's gonna come out pretty good. And then um, Matt and I were actually just batch cutting a bunch of brackets um, and going over a job that hopefully we're gonna do. We're gonna be doing a Paul Pinto style mono stringer uh, steel staircase, nice. and we're gonna be working on that. So me and him were kind of discussing the different issues there and trying to figure out, you know, the run and the rise of those. So um, I'm looking forward to the project. It's like. You know, that's the kind of thing that I've just I've always wanted to build one of those. And I think for him and I to have the opportunity to do it will be like a lot of fun. And the client is one of his long term clients. So it's not like we have to, like, break in somebody new, you know, and like learn the ins and outs of working with them. This is someone that he's known for a long time. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Nice. nice. Yeah. So wow. do you guys get any new tools this week? Um. um. Why can I never remember? Derek probably did. I know Derek got some. You know, actually, you know, it's funny you'd say that. I got a Milwaukee fan, battery powered. Oh yeah, like the eighteen volt thing. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty cool. I love I, mine. Yeah, I might bring it into the pizza parlor and um, on those mm-hmm. hot days and nice. pull off the back of the shop. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, just when looking you're, at when it you're right you know, now, in front funny. of the oven, it gets hot in front of the oven. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They just they really do, doing a good job with their tools. You know, I, I really mm-hmm. never paid attention to Milwaukee, but yeah, it's got a little cord. It takes the battery. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's all right. Out of all the yeah. Home Depot stuff, Milwaukee's the one to get. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, I just bought one of the. Um, oh, here's a new tool. The um, the uh, what's what's it called? M12, the stubby impact. Uh, Oh, thing. those are nice. Just to keep at my house for the motorcycles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. No, no, no. It's the it's the three eighths drive impact for. Um, I have that one. I have I have that too. It's in my uh, in my work truck. In the in the M twelve one too. Yeah, I like the M twelve yeah. stuff. I always yeah, I never even nice. bought it's anything because I figured it was like weaker. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. They came out with their new twelve uh, volt like impact and drills. I bought them last year, and they are as good as the 18 volt yeah, ones that i have they're pretty you know nice. like it's amazing and like you have the little 90 degree grinder i that have the little fantastic. i have the little 90 degree die grinder i also have the mm-hmm. 90 degree um socket thing mm-hmm. uh what's that thing called i don't even know it's like a torque wrench no not the torque wrench it's it's like one of those long skinny powered like socket wrenches but it's like the biggest one like I don't even know where my my I sent my dad. This is when I got the CNC and I had to literally. Oh, so it's yeah, it's just like a ratchet. It's a ratchet, just yeah, a, the powered ratchet, yeah. but it's got a bigger yeah. head on it. It's not like the ones in Home okay. Depot. But um, yeah, yeah, I had to use it to install like ten thousand screws for the CNC machine. But um, yeah, it worked great. I love that thing. Yeah, I just got that that circular saw, and I was I posted about it on my Instagram today. I was cutting through that quarter inch plate thing is unreal yeah like i know you cool. have the corded one paul yeah. that thing like hauls ass holy shit yeah it's pretty um, good that was a that was a real fast way to make a 100 bucks this morning now don't expect <laughs> don't expect the cuts to be square 
But it'll uh, cut you know. good. It'll cut good. Yeah, you know. I, I was cutting off the line, and I and I the the plates were consistent. So what I was doing this morning, actually, um, last night around like eight o'clock, a, a guy I know is a carpenter. They were uh, jacking up a house to level it. So mm-hmm. they were basically trying to take a sag from the basement. They jacked up the main beam in the basement. They put LVLs on either side, columns underneath it. Then they were going to see how that adjustment translated all the way up to the second floor, and they were going to basically correct the trim as they went. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But whoever I, – I won't say who it is. I don't think he even would, would know how to find this to hear me talking about him, but – so like whoever this kid is working for, I, I like the guy's got to be a fucking idiot um, because <laughs> they took they took the beam, they put LVLs on either side of it that were taller than the main beam, and then the guy tried to jack up the beam uh, from the center, and they bent the top of the lolly column plate like a potato chip, yeah. thinking that the eighth inch thick plate was going to be able to support the difference in height. So like they were like stepped like two. Two at this height and then one in the middle. So I'm like, dude, who would ever think that was going to work? Like, first of all, lolly columns, like, they're made out of, like, tinfoil. Yeah. You know, that's why they're, like, $80 or $75 at Home Depot and you don't have to actually go and buy, like, a real column. So he wanted half-inch plates to span the, the three beams to make the lifting action of the beam, like, at least spread out across it. So I cut up those quarter-inch plates, and I just tacked the edges all the way around. And what I noticed was that the cuts and the plates all seemed pretty consistent. So I think it did a pretty good job cutting. But then again, a brand-new blade always cuts, like, nice once hear, I trash that thing. You're going to hear on the news, three Long Island men crushed under a house. You know, like- Dude, I told him today. I was like, yo, I said, I'm giving you these plates, but this is not the correct way to do this. I said, I should be, you should be giving me the dimensions, and I'll make you solid columns. You know, and then you can, like, bolt them in. He was like, yeah, we don't have time for that. I was like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, you fucking do whatever you want. I can't. No. Well, can't be responsible for you. Yeah, I know, right? Just a little bit of time. It's yeah, fine. Lost a few lives, but saved some time. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's a story. Um, I, don't, I might have mentioned this on the podcast at the very, very early days. So one of the guys that I work uh, – I'm on this, this uh, village panel in my town called the Board of Architectural Review. And basically we just look over – plans of you know people that are doing work in town one of the guys is a architect for a pretty large architecture firm here on long island and we were talking about uh you know underground space and because underground space is typically not levied on your taxes so a lot of people try to like put a basement under their garage or expand their basement underneath their deck you know because that's that's like free space that Mm -hmm. the government isn't going to make money on so there's a, you know, an estate district kind of down the road from us, and this guy with a big property wanted to build a sports court underneath, uh, underneath the ground on his property. So off of his basement, he had a huge hole dug, and he had a basically like imagine the the framing structure of like a Home Depot with like those those truss beams, our joists, and Q decking. He had that built. I don't know who engineered it, but. They built this thing. They constructed it in the pit. They filled it over with dirt. They landscaped over that. One day, some landscapers are driving through the yard on their oh, zero-turn mowers. Oh, my God. And the whole roof collapsed. One of the guys died. Oh, my God. And it was a huge, huge deal. And I don't know that he even had this thing, like, permitted and inspected. Because he was like, it's underground. Like, you guys have no it's jurisdiction over it. What? 
So like this whole sports court no, 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 was no, I know underground. it was underground, but I'm saying what yeah. he, what he said it like just because yeah. it's underground, he thinks that you can yeah. do whatever he wants. He's gonna tunnel yeah. to the to the center of the earth. I mean, like that that's insane. Whoever engineered that, if there was an engineer, he definitely is not an engineer anymore. <laughs> you know, he's not able to stamp plans anymore. But that's right? I know. crazy. How we? I thought you were gonna say, oh, they were driving a you know a loader. Mm-hmm. Or they were had some type of a zero turn lawnmower. That's what crushed the thing. I, mean, I think that's what it was. That's um, bad. I thought they might have had a, a truck, maybe, just a lawnmower that yeah. weighs maybe a thousand pounds. Yep, that's insane. Oh um, there's there's a if you look it up. Um, oh, maybe they didn't die. Okay, they were injured. Okay, if you look it up, um, dude, can you imagine? Happened, you're mowing a I'm lawn, look- dude. You're on the lawnmower, right? All of a sudden. You, you blink <laughs> on a basketball court all of a sudden underground. You look up, and, like, there's three guys, like, looking down the hole, and they see you. Like, he probably must have not even known what hit him. Like, Dude, crazy. Could you imagine all of a sudden? Over a basketball court. Like, so, oh, oh, my God. So even worse, they weren't even on mowers. They were just pushing wheelbarrows oh, over the, over the oh soil. <laughs> and two of them fell 40 feet. Oh, it was 40 Jesus. feet deep. 40 feet Dude, into this. my shop is huge. The ceilings are only like 29 feet or 26 feet. 40, 40 feet? 40 feet. That wow. was like, that's huge. Yep. They fell oh through the God. roof of a Break, sports court, like, sports and racquetball court. <laughs> breaking bad. It's a meth lab. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 40 feet after the roof of an underground basketball and racquetball state. court Gustavo being built Frank. collapsed in. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if anybody gets that reference. Oh my god! So yeah, that's like a legendary, um, legendary Dude, that's such uh, a Long, Long Island, Island story. That is such a Long Island story. Of course, yeah. that would only on only on this island would some asshole who yeah. has enough money to yeah, yeah, fund yeah. something like that yeah. go like, eh, you know what? I see. I got a couple. Of, I, I can see them too being like, oh, I got a couple of buildings. And we use this these trusses. I got yeah, some yeah. extra. We'll use those. Jimmy's going to bring the yeah. trusses over. We're going to dig the hole. Yeah. I got a guy to dig we'll the hole. We'll do it on a Saturday. No. We'll, we'll do it on a Saturday. No Nobody know. works on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only yeah, only Long Island yeah. is the guy smart yeah. enough to make enough money to do that, but stupid enough to actually do that. I mean, that's Dude, crazy. unbelievable. That's some, Ita- talk, talk that's about some that, Italian right? Oh, that's yeah, that's 100%. Right yeah. That's one of my cousins for sure, 100%. One of my cousins did some shit like that. Um, speaking, <laughs> actually, funny enough, uh, I, someone that is related to me, I won't say how they're related to me, um, he needed a place to make wine at his house. So one day when I'm like in middle school, I go to his house and he's digging a freaking a wine cellar underneath his patio. <laughs> he cut a hole. They cut a hole in the foundation and he was hand shoveling out the wine cellar. You know, like that's a, it. He, like a mine. <laughs> Like, like he's going, like, like he's, he's got uh, El Chapo. That's literally, I was going to say that. Like they're tunneling <laughs> under El Chapo's prison. That's crazy. Of course. It's oh the my god, line. it's funny. You said before, like they figured out how to make enough money to like build that, but they're that stupid. So I talked about this in our in our group chat, but I just need to say it again because I think it's hysterical. So I did an apartment on Park Avenue in Manhattan. Right, this guy was like a he was a lawyer. He was a partner in a major firm. Um, and he had his desk facing a south facing his back facing a south facing window in New York city. This window was like at least eight feet by eight feet. 
and he couldn't understand why he was always hot when he sat at his desk in the summer. He's like, it doesn't. The AC is broken. It doesn't work. The air coming out of the AC was like 26 degrees. It was like icicles. But dude, you're <laughs> sitting with your back to an open window with no shades. And I remember me and my boss looking at each other, being like, this guy has figured out how to make tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars and he doesn't understand how the sun works like what kind of asshole so you know we made sure that he got some blackout shades and everything was okay that's how my in-laws house was up in new hampshire it was all glass the front he had central ac put in and Mm -hmm. couldn't keep up with it because the sun would just heat the tile floor all day and just all night it would just what a nightmare yeah, but I mean, it's like it, it's, later. it's but it's not that hard to figure out. Like everyone yeah. wants to like have big open yeah. windows, and it's like, dude, you got thirty yeah. degree air coming out of the vent, and by the time it gets eighteen inches above the vent, it's like sixty five degree air because yeah. it's getting superheated. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. anyway, so we're about forty minutes into this nonsense, and I think so. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna tr- see if I can figure out how to like do this. Oh, we got we got Luke Smith. He's coming in. So we're gonna we're gonna bring some people in. As they raise their hands, um, how do I how do, do this? What are you going to do? Okay. Hold the All phone right. up to the microphone? So yeah, the I'm going to hold the phone. Gonna... People can hear. So, so um, I'm going to well, put Chris my... can repeat the question. That's very true. No, no, true. I'm going to put my phone on speaker. Okay. So, now my phone is on speaker. Wait a minute. So, I, I know guess. what the problem's going to be. Problem. You can hear it right the, now. You can hear it right now. The echo. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So maybe Paul and Derek, maybe you guys have to mute while I let this person talk, and then I'll I'll mute this, and then you guys can respond. Okay. What am I muting? Mute, mute your uh, your podcast client. All right. So we're going to invite some people up. We got some people who raised their hands. These two jackasses. We got Lucas and Lucas. <laughs> Lucas and Luke. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hold on, hold on. Can you guys hear him? Okay. How's it going, Luke? How you doing? It's going good. I'm here with Scylla. She's hanging out with me. And, uh, yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, I have to ask Chris, where the hell on Long Island are these places that you're talking about? This is what happens on the North Shore of Long Island. This is the kind of bullshit that you have to deal with up here. Jesus. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> we're down on the South Shore, out east a little bit, and, uh... I feel like if anybody were to do that here, it would just cave in immediately with all the sand that's here. Well, the thing about the North Shore here is it's also all sand. Um, And I think I told this story on another episode where when I was like 16, we were digging dry wells. And they our dry well was like two feet too shallow. So my boss put me down in the 15-foot dry well to hand dig out the base so that we would pass our inspection. That was filled with sand. Oh, man. That's deep for a dry well. Well, well, you got to hit permeable earth. Yeah, for so, sure. When all you have is sand, it's not that deep for a driver. Well, I mean, it still has to. It can't, you can't be like, oh, we're digging in sand, so we'll just put like a litter box in the backyard and we'll just have our great, our septic water go right into it. Yeah. Well, we moved into this place we're at now. Uh, they had a dry well out there that every time we washed any laundry, it would just overflow back into the basement because they had the drain going to a little PVC pipe that just had a 90 degree elbow. And I, I knew like we had to do something different, you know, just couldn't go that long without doing laundry. And so I dug this past summer, I dug 
a new drywall out there. I found the one they had, and it was just two 55-gallon steel drums that were just rotted out in the whole steel. bottom. That's perfect. Yeah, right? That's great. So, That's good for you. Yeah. I only thought well, it, it probably helped dissipate the water faster since it was all rotted out. Yeah, I mean, they were thinking ahead. Really. Well, the bottom was completely filled or covered with soap scum, so nothing could go out. Like, I I took a, uh, like, one of the breaker bars, and I was stabbing the bottom of it, and I, I did a ton of times, and over, like, 30 minutes, the water level didn't even drop down at all. So, I ended up putting in, you know, a new, like, plastic 55-gallon drum to drill the shitload of holes all around the side of it and did a ton of crushed stone around it. But I only dug like a seven foot hole for that. And we've been all right with it. We could actually do laundry now. Yeah, nice. I mean, laundry's important, I guess. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, I, so I'm I just going to pipe a pipe right out to the street at my house when I have to put my new drywall in. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's fine. It's good for the environment around here. Yeah, exactly. Derek, you could turn your mic back on, I think. I'm not, get, I'm not getting Derek's laugh track because I think it's going to be fine. I don't think there's right. feedback. Are you guys getting feedback? I no. heard my voice. I hear my voice over and over again. That's okay because our recording for the podcast, I only great. hear you once. On, on Clubhouse, they're only going to hear me once, but I think on the podcast, it's going to echo. I don't. Uh, I'm not echoing, am I? No. Oh yeah. No, you're just loud. It's fine. Yeah. At Chris, this point, 43 you, minutes in, no uh, one's still listening to the podcast, so, favorites. like, do we really care? All right, who else wants to get involved with this thing? We got Lucas. We got Lucas. We got two Lucas. We can't have only two Lucas and nobody else. Come on. Get, get Gus up there. Gus must have a How do I do this? I don't know how to use squ- – We got. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. Where, there we go. Mr. Solo. Hey, guys. Bernie oh, Solo. What's I, up, Bernie? Yeah, and this is the, this is the uh, flagship uh, test for this thing. It sounds like it's working good. Yeah. How you been, Bernie? I feel like I haven't seen much of you lately on the uh, on the gram. Yeah, well, that's because I haven't been on, so. Uh, but, <laughs> so that'll do it. I guess that's a quick and easy answer. That, that answered your, that answered your yeah. question. No, I, I, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I'm getting back into it. I had to take a little break bit of a break but get back got out to show i bought nice. a bunch of i bought a bunch of vintage tools chris i gotta show you my the tools that i bought oh nice what'd you get uh mostly machinist tools like small tools not not big machines or anything you know not nothing that i need a crane for like like uh the stuff you do but uh i because i'm in michigan i've been collecting uh the lufkin machinist tools they don't make them anymore they used to make them in saginaw michigan oh yeah lufkin yeah, they're they're oh, good quality. Yeah, that's right. They're good quality. Oh, they're really nice. I don't get any yeah. free uh, free stared stuff, so I, I, oh. I get the good I'm right there with you, Bernie. That's all I have is old Lufkin stuff. Wait, so Lufkin isn't a bit isn't a uh, a brand anymore? I thought Lufkin was still. No, they business. are. They are. They are. It's just not the same as what it used to be. Yeah, not they like a parent company. Yeah, I think. yeah. The vintage stuff is really sweet. Saginaw, Michigan. Saginaw. Bernie, right. have you ever been to that place that I went to in Michigan called like the Tool Shop? It's uh, outside of Detroit. It's like a makerspace. You know, I, I got your message when you were there and you showed those pictures of it, but I, I have not been uh, around there because uh, the whole COVID thing hit and it was like, yeah, homebound. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was during COVID that I went to that place. 
that yeah, we, we I went to Michigan during COVID. We didn't report you to the Michigan government, so you're, you're good. Yeah, well, so funny Listen, enough. I'm going to report you I'm going to report you right to Fauci. <laughs> funny enough. Fauci's going to come put handcuffs on you. <laughs> my company um, that I work for owns uh, a property in Detroit. Um, so for all intents and purposes, I was in Detroit monitoring one of our assets. And that's my official story. Well, uh, you're, you're an essential worker then, so you're good. Yes, exactly. Uh, but that place, so this place in Michigan um, was, I think it's called the Tool Shop or something like that. And it was, it's essentially a, like a pawn, not even really a pawn, a pawn shop is a degrading name for it. But basically what this guy does is he's, he's built a network of, you know, he's known in that area for when, you know, machinists, either decide that they want to part ways with their tools or if you know an older machinist in the area passes away like everyone in that area in that i guess detroit area knows to call him and he basically comes in and he either will will sell the stuff on on a commission like an like kind of like an antique mall, or he'll buy out everything for a price and then he'll categorize and sell it but his whole thing is that He's not trying to really make money on the tools. He just wants them to be redistributed for people to use them. And the stuff he had in that shop was, like, amazing. Like, he had more precision tools, like, more used precision tools than I've ever seen in one place. Um, And his prices were fantastic. He was a super nice guy. Funny enough, though, um, they had zero social media. And I was like, how do you guys, like, find your members? He had, like, I think over 100 members because you can become a member of that place, like a makerspace. He had CNC lathe, CNC mill. He had laser, uh, a couple laser machines. I think he had a plasma, a little blacksmithing shop. Like, he had a whole, like, amazing setup, a huge wood shop. And it was all through word of mouth. I was like, dude, let me – I said, like, what's your Instagram handle? Like, I want to, you know, tell people about this place. And he was like, oh, no, we don't do Instagram. I was like, what about Facebook? He's like, no, we don't have a Facebook either. I was like, well, they, they probably have a, a newsletter, though. I would imagine a lot of those places do a newsletter, so mm-hmm. they've got their members, and then they they send out notifications just via their their email list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just such a cool place, and it was so funny because the way I found it was just through like Google Maps because I like was looking for. It was weird being in that area. I mean, like Derek and Paul and me, like we go to antique stores in the in the like East Coast, Northeast all the time, like. When we got when we went to Vermont, guys, like how much Starrett stuff was in those antique malls? Like you know, it's like flooded. Of it. In Michigan, there was nothing. Did I went to like ten, I dragged Angela to like ten antiques malls in Michigan, and we didn't find a goddamn thing. And then we went to this place. I go, dude, you have all the stuff. He's like, yeah, you know, like you know, the the stores up here like don't really have that. So it was just it was really cool to find that place. But yeah, Bernie, once things clear up, you got to check it out. You you guys would. Uh, you would get a real kick out of his space, and it'd probably be a great resource for you. Um, you know, I don't know how yeah, close that is to you, but the CNC machines sure, alone. You know, that, you know that a lot of the traditional um, precision tools, the American-made stuff, is uh, New England, though. I yeah. Mean, New England's like the hometown for that stuff. Yeah, we carried everybody. But I would yeah, think the antique malls People in, say all the time, we have so many more. There's so much more up here. Like, picking up here is so much better and, you know. I would I would just think that the uh, that like the Detroit area with all the um, industry with all the industry you know like you got all those places you know that go out and oh we got Gus in the room now too but he muted his mic come on Gus get on here no I'm here here, here. there we go we need a little bit of European uh, flair in this 
Gus, how are you up so late? It's got to be early uh, or late over there. Dedicated to the chat, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I messaged Chris earlier today. He goes, like, I don't care what time it is. I'm, I'm, I'm up. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. I keep – so, so what I'm learning here is I thought I'd be able to put – clubhouse on like speakerphone but i can't so i have my phone's microphone look at this like butted up yeah. against my mic so hopefully derek and paul can hear you guys pretty well i think they yeah. can i i have my club i have my you got to see the setup i got i have why first of all my computer will shut off instantly if i unplug it so i have that cord then i have my headphones in my computer i got my adapter little dongle with the microphone plugged into that i got the th- the audio I'm listening to is the clubhouse audio because I the audio from the computer is like echoing, so I don't know. I'm a little worried about the podcast, but I don't know. I think the podcast is going to have an echo in it. I don't know. I don't I, know. I'm trying I'm to sure. mute my mic when I when it doesn't need to be on, but then I have to leave it on. So we, we'll have to uh, we'll have this to figure out run. exactly. Um, you know exactly i don't know like a way to like i gotta like port the clubhouse audio into uh and yeah, we need like an audio mixer or something yeah is anybody smart, smart that we know that could do, that could figure this out yeah, definitely not me can yeah somebody yeah, figure this out either. yeah i can we, send it over to priscilla she's yeah. pretty good on the computer i got a pretty good idea how to do that i do that <laughs> once where you have to port audio from a phone through the computer so that everyone can hear it and then also record it all yeah, that's, oh. that seems like a lot of work. That's probably there's, there's probably a way for me to plug some There's not even a goddamn headphone jack on the iPhone anymore, so <laughs> figuring this out will be a – this will be a lost cause. But hopefully this episode is listened to a bull. But we got Keith Decent in the room too. What's up, Keith? Hey, guys. So What's up, Keith? It's funny. I, I just literally just walked in the door. State self. Uh, 91-year-old cabinet maker. Uh, who kept his tools in impeccable condition. And That's really, fantastic. I, I, How'd you I, get I, the I lead on that? In. I was there since 10, 10 a.m. Uh, oof. <laughs> About 1,200 uh, pounds of tools. It was just an estate sale that you hand. happened to find, or somebody gave you like a, a lead on that to go look at it? So somebody, um, I've got my, my, my host of Facebook friends who uh, look at the marketplaces constantly, and someone tagged me in the, in the post about the estate sale and happened to be in the same. And I was like, okay, I can go over tomorrow and take a look. I am glad I did, man. Holy crap. I got I got some What you get? I got a six inch craftsman solid cast iron jointer from looks like the early sixties. Um uh, with a full stand and everything and it's completely wired up with du- with dust collection. Um I got that. I got an Atlas nineteen fifties bandsaw, uh looks like a twelve inch bandsaw. Um just got those running, they work perfectly. I just picked up a 16-inch open on one end power-fed uh, drum sander, which is something I've wanted for a long time. Sure. So nice. it, could do, it, it, could do, it could do 32 inches. And um, yeah. um, wow, this is all from the same out. place. This is all from one place, and there's still stuff there that I couldn't even—I just couldn't spend any more money. <laughs> Holy shit! How what kind of how, what kind of like deals are we talking here? Like are these like good um, well, deals? I can tell you, I got all that stuff and um, like a carload of small bits and, and all the accessories and things for about 600 bucks. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and, and this is, it's, it's at least $4,000 worth of tools uh, in the condition that they're in. This guy took care of, like, the, the jointer blades, like, I opened up, I, like, almost cut my finger when I, when I went to, like, spin the, the, the jointer blade. There you go. 
like it's everything's in perfect condition. That's what and we like guy, to see this, here. This guy had like podcast. probably probably ten different uh, dovetail jigs. Like he had the most complete router setup I've ever seen. Uh, he used that. routers for like everything. Uh, it was it, it was incredible. I mean, I picked up even little stuff like uh, brand new pull, brand new dovetail pole saw. Um, he, this guy loved Lee Valley and Veritas, so he had all their jigs and all their all their little guides and stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, I picked up. Oh, this is a good question. Uh, you guys ever heard of WC Tolls and Company? T O L E S. No, WC Tolls. Uh, WC Tolls. It's a uh, old. I got a tail vise, complete cast iron tail vise with the the two glides and the and the main screw. Um, oh, nice. Beautiful thing. I I got that for like twenty bucks, <laughs> and it is it's gorgeous. Yeah, are, they they made a lot of like vices, like woodworking vices and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the undermount bench mount ones. Yeah, it's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, and I think they were active from like the late the late uh, 19th century to the early 20th, uh, for the most part. This this one seems like it's a uh, an early 20th century piece. Oh, those are great. Those yeah, are, those are nice. Ones. I mean, like you can get a you can get newer ones. You can get, but there's just nothing like the heavy. No, this thing. Well, it, maybe. I mean, the castings are so nice. Everything's so good on those. Yeah. Then it's it's nice to break one. on me. It's, I think I have one of those weighing my shop down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I'm talking is. about. That's the new thing. <laughs> and, and and there's still a bunch of hardwood lumber over there that I'm that they basically just work on a dumpster. That I said I'll come back when it's not raining and I'll pick all that shit up for you. So oh, that's man. one of the things I feel like I always pass on is like when whenever was, I go uh, to a place like that, it was really nice because I ended up talking to the lady. It was her father's her father's wood shop, and like you know, she was very happy that it was going to be going to going to a woodworker and someone local, and you know, I pulled out this uh, this shop chair that's a really beautiful chair, and she's like, "Oh, I used to sit on that and watch TV on this black and white TV in his shop when he was working." <laughs> that so. makes people happy to know that the stuff's going to go back to like you know. Um, you know, like a real person shop. It's going to get worked on. It's going to get used. You know, like that's. It, yeah, she was very happy about it that. Means and also, a lot, I love my, my expertise too because no one there knew what anything was. So I stayed an extra couple hours and I told her this is valuable because he had like, you guys ever see molding planes? Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, yeah. He he had two molding planes. One looked like it was from the '30s. One looked like it was from the '60s. Um, and like three drawers full of profile uh, cutters. Like just wow. subtle profile cutters. I'm like those. Don't don't scrap those. <laughs> <laughs> right. Know? Like please hold on to those for me. Yeah. I'm like I gotta. I gotta were there other people message. hunting for for tools like that, or were you like the there only was, one? There was no. She was not really opening it up to that many people. Mm. So like, um, but I told her I'm like I'm gonna post some of the stuff and I'll I'll try to filter out some of the cuckoos for her and see if anybody wants to come in and take some of the stuff that's in there. Uh, there, there's an old tape, an old cabinet maker saw in there, and it's uh, it's really cool, but it doesn't have like a splitter on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a solid cast iron, beautiful, beautiful old saw. Yeah, see where I am, like, and I don't know, like, Derek. I feel like you've gone to a few estate sales, Paul. I, I think yeah. you'd rather like gouge your eyes out with a spoon than go to an estate sale. But <laughs> I've gone to estate sales, and and like this one dude, now he's like my nemesis. I was at an estate sale once. I filled an entire bucket with stuff I wanted, and this guy, his name is Rich, um, was picking through the same workbench as me, and then, like, specifically was, like, eyeing my bucket, and I put it down, went into another room, and he took my bucket and bought all yeah, the shit yeah. that I picked. 
Now, oh, every no time way. I go to an estate sale, if I see him looking at something, I buy it out of spite. <laughs> He's even yeah. looking at something. I walk right past him. I push him out of the way. I grab it, and I fucking buy it. It could be anything. Because I hate this guy after he did that to me, dude. I, I really, hate this guy. Do you think he's really going to catch on and he's going to start looking at expensive stuff he doesn't want just so you walk up and buy it? I mean, even if he did, it would just make me feel good to, like, walk walk past him with something that he might even consider buying. This guy is the worst. And I, and I don't think he does shit. Like, I don't think he does anything, this dude. He's a real son of a bitch, that rich. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything except stare at that one bucket that he won over you. You know what? We know what really pissed me off too is that that one bucket. It was. You know, it was a bunch of drill bits over half inch. So it was like stuff that like I really would have used and are kind of a pain in the ass to get. You know, like any drill bit over half inch is like something that you don't just go and buy. Hey, how many? estate sales are you going to that you keep encountering the same people and you've had like multiple run-ins with this guy. well these are there's a guy in my town that does estate sales and he posts pictures online beforehand and like a lot of it there's a lot of houses and a lot of stuff in my neighborhood that has old tools like i've gotten great stuff locally and yeah. this dude yeah. is yeah, i think he's retired he's an older guy and he goes to these estate sales so like if it's something that i'm interested in it's something that he's interested in and every mm. time i see him we like lock eyes, and I'm like, "You motherfucker!" I'm like, "I'm getting there." So I, you, you know, like, I, I go through it. Maybe he does, but one day, one day, he's gonna need something from me, and he ain't gonna get it, because there aren't a lot of people locally that like have a plasma cutter, have a welder, like do all this stuff. And if he's buying that kind of stuff, I know he's gonna need something from me, and I'm he's gonna come steal yours. <laughs> right? He's gonna just come in and take all my drill bits. You're just seeing buying a bolt cutter at the uh, at one of the estate sales and be like, "What's that all about?" Yeah, and right. Break into your shop and steal all your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there's gonna be a lot of estate sales because of COVID. I was just I think there's gonna be a wave of them just because people are are yeah, saved. people been holding back. Yeah. What the dying people? <laughs> well, not dying people, but their family. That's what I thought you were saying. So that when the person that organizes them, say, like, goes to a house that's like, got a bunch of tools and machines, they just call you first. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you do. I used, I used to run estate sales, and, like, Chris isn't wrong. There are the groups of people that go to every local yeah. one that has tools or anything like that, and you're going to see the same people over and over again a lot of the time. Like, I know I have this one contact that's a, um, through a friend of mine, through Chris, you know, Sam, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he, she organizes, like, estate sales and cleanouts and stuff, and any time she goes to a house where there's tools... She calls Sam and I, says, hey, there's tools. There's tools here. Do you want to come look? And, like, half the time it's, like, you know, like a Craftsman wrench set. But, like, the other half the time it's, like, a South Bend lathe. So it's definitely worked out because we can just go there before everyone. Yeah, being and, the person that gets the first oh, call yeah, is a huge the best. thing. Like, and half yeah. the time she'll be like, hey, can you move a bunch of this shit? And if you can move all this stuff for us, you just take whatever you want. Yeah, that's the goal. Exactly. You want to be the guy that moves the shit and gets to take it. I recently had one of those come that's up where, myself, yeah, somebody was in like Connecticut. They asked me if I could go like take. They're like, oh, you know, like we just need to get this stuff out of a garage, and but it was like really old milling machine and really old lathe, and I was like, eh, you know, like I say, like, I move this stuff, but I have to charge you to move it because I don't want it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we thought you'd want this stuff, so we figured that would be the payment. I'm like, no, no. I'm all set, guys. You know, it, it, it does that. take a lot of effort, and once you've moved a couple of milling machines, the uh, the whimsy wears off quite quickly. 
You don't like really enjoy the, it. It's the not whimsy lasts more than like the first one, second one. I mean, I moved no. my first Bridgeport like four times with an engine crane, and I think after the fourth time, I was all set with that. The honeymoon's over after the first ten yards. Yeah, you know, once you've like been, you know, like re-rigged your straps because they're all either too short or too long, you just like want to dive off a cliff. You could only drag a pallet jack through the gravel so many times before Lay down the freaking plywood and like hear it break <laughs> under the load of the pallet jack so many yeah. times. I watched this this lunatic throw around sheets of plywood so many times, engine cranes, pallets, just a nightmare. This kid's a maniac. The uh the funny thing is the uh, Macklin, poor Macklin, he, the last time we moved the milling machine, he goes, I think I have loaded, unloaded, and moved like six of these. He goes, I have never used one. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this is weird. He's like, I've literally never even like stood in front of one of these and turned the knobs and used one. He goes, but I think I've moved six of these things. Uh, poor Macklin. Know. I love Macklin. Thank God he puts up with me. I don't know where I would be without him. Chris, I saw the Bridgeport you posted on your Patreon the other day for two hundred bucks. That's right. Definitely considering that. You should. There's if you follow me, Patreon dot com slash make everything is the premier source for tool buying deals in in the United States cuz I'm going I'm going uh, coast you're to coast you're nationwide. nationwide I'm going nationwide with my deal so I I there's a $250 bridge port on Long Island needs a little bit of work but for 250 bucks it's a round I sent it to Lucas he didn't even respond that son of a bitch so if Lucas doesn't <laughs> respond within like I got to be honest Lucas gets like kind of there are a few people that get real first dibs to the tool deals but if you don't respond within like, I would I'm say like, I'm four minutes. Sure I responded to you. No, you probably didn't. Um, if I you don't respond, two hundred and fifty dollars. It would be worth more in scrap metal. I, like, what is the thing? Did someone blow, someone it, up? blow it up? It's just missing. It's missing like some stuff, some parts. I'm, it's probably looking, been sitting in the right corner now. of a shop. Some stuff. It's missing some stuff. It's a Bridgeport. You know, you know it how many Bridgeport on it. You know how many parts you can get for a Bridgeport from China? Like, the Chinese <laughs> yeah. literally replicate all the all the way like consumable Bridgeport parts. It's hysterical. But it yeah, does no. Not come with the vice. He was very specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's gonna list the vice for two hundred fifty dollars next. Um, anybody that thinks that the vice that's on this particular Bridgeport Bridgeport is worth more than like twenty bucks is the kind of person that would sell a Bridgeport for $250. They're an idiot. Um, but yeah. It's kind of like the auctions, too, though. Like, the guy, I mean, he's it's three-phase, and, you know, not a lot of people have that in their shop. And, you know, when you go to these auctions and you get, you know, those three-phase machines or tools for dirt cheap, it's kind of in that same way. Yeah, I mean, the three-phase thing, I think, I mean, I guess to my benefit, people are, like, intimidated by it, but it's really not that hard to deal with. Like, now you can get... I mean, Paul, you, you just bought... get one of those static phase converters for 250 bucks that catches on fire after well, six months. Like, exactly. You get a static phase It'll converter, the and, they, and they light on fire. Or, you know, you buy a, a, a rotary phase converter from yeah. American yeah. Rotary, and, you know, like, Matt, you know, Matt, who I work with all the time, they've got 
he's got like real serious industrial machines in his shop. Like he has a, a seven or you know, it's a ten horsepower press brake, a seven horsepower shear, and they all run off of American rotary converter. And the thing about an American rotary, like one of those rotary. Wait, are you talking about Matt's day job? No, uh, no, the the yard rat shop. Oh, the yard rats has a shear and stuff like that. I knew they had a press break. He bought a big shear. Um, last. Oh, you're right. He did. I forgot about that. Same weekend that we were all in Vermont for the Museum of Precision, he went to Massachusetts and bought that shear. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That was the one that was like broken, and, and me and him had a fix. But anyway, like he runs a bunch of nice three phase machines off of one you know rotary converter. Obviously, you have to run kind of like one at a time. But for most like hobbyists. If you can get a, a, a you know four to five thousand dollar machine at an auction for under a thousand bucks, and you have to spend a thousand dollars to get the phase converter, I don't know. I feel like it's worth it. You know, like I mean, Paul, you have real three phase at your new shop. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. I have two. I have two hundred eight three phase too, which is. I don't know I what I have. Usual. I have three phases. I don't know if that's unusual. That's what I have. That's what that's what we have at, our, at one of our buildings at work. It's all two oh, really? two hundred eight. What would yeah. it normally be? Which is Paul? funny because like that that Unisaw right? That Unisaw was wired for two hundred eight uh, single phase, but like two hundred eight single phase is not really a thing. You know? Yeah, well, I was about to say two. I've never heard of that. So, like, that was, huh? When I opened up the electrical, it was wired for two hundred eight, and I was running it at the store for a while, which being three phases actually 208 and bring it home i needed to make like rewire it basically rewire the transformer to run for true 220 not 208 it's like yeah. basically that saw could be run on single you know on basically 220 for single phase or three phase depending on how you wired the transformer and the contactor i want to be completely cool. honest i don't understand but, that because like the back of my welders and i know paul we've had this conversation before when yeah. your welder blew up like my welder can either be well wired for 220 or 208 single phase. I have no idea. I take the shit out. If the plug fits in the plug in, in the in the outlet, it gets plugged in. So I don't know well, what no, I'm, what not, I'm doing with that. It's not that it's 208 or 220 single phase. It's 208 or 220. So like it, like it. No, no. You what, have a building. But, no, you're you're. No, but what I'm saying is the back of the welder you can configure it for either yeah. 208 or 220. It's not it's not like right. 208 slash 220. No, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's that's correct. Like, if you have a building that has three phase, your your quote unquote 220 is 208, not 220. But if you well, have a building that has single phase, then it's 220. I think I think I think you could have 220. I think it's the way the the transformer is wired. Because there's two different ways to do it. One's like a delta, and one's like something else. And you could have either 208 or 220 single phase. It just it just depends upon um, the way it's wired. But my building has 480 coming in, and then it gets stepped down through, like, a transformer. Like, does anyone know what way off right now that can actually no, no, be no, accurate no, about so. this? None of this matters. I, I ran, I ran my, this is accurate. I ran my okay. Miller, um, I ran my Miller uh, Auto Set 212 for, uh, for, like, three years never having touched what it was 208 or 220 i have no idea well, it's called an auto set it's fine it's fine oh yeah yeah that's fine it's fine auto it's sets, fine yeah. yeah it's fine um we uh i don't know we just we just figured it out you just plug this shit in it either works or it doesn't work i don't know yeah you see fireworks or you don't it's great you right. got to get patrick Reynolds on here you yeah. get some info from him if it's 240 it's 220 at a house 240 single face yeah, it's That's crazy. Why it's, 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 it's 220 versus 208. 
I've had so many discussions with freaking engineers in Europe because they don't believe that single phase is really a thing. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, a... two eight single phase. Like, how in the world do you have two eight single phase? And I'm like, it's, it has two hot leads, yes, but it is one phase if you look at how real electrical is in a book. Identify yourself. Two. <laughs> oh. Top stove. Yellow mug. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If you're listening to this podcast and isn't following me, Derek from Malden, please follow Derek and get him to 6,000 freaking followers. 5,000. 6, Six, don't, 5, Stu, don't, don't Six, ask 000, for 6,000. We'll never guy, get there. We'll jump the gun. We'll get yeah. to 6. Sure. we got to <laughs> enjoy right, five first, but thank easy. you. At 6,000, at 6,000, he said he's going to shave his head. So his whole head. All the way around. No, at six thousand, he's shaving his beard. I heard. That's yeah. what I heard. No, five thousand, he's donating it to me and Pinto. We both get something. I need some hair on top of my head for my yeah, wedding, dude, Derek. You need it on your head, I know, dude. dude. I got bad. Yo, you. So the new topic conversation around like the dinner table at my mom's house is the whole family, including my fiance, dude. just roast me about my hair for like an hour. Get a hair transplant. Chris, I'm you not have spending such, like, luxurious you, long hair. I'm not spending the kind of money that I give so little of a shit what I look like. There is no way I would spend that kind of money. And I literally said my 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 everyone's giving me shit about it in my family and I go, "Listen, I have made it this far in my career wearing a hat all the time. Like no one ever looks at me and thinks like, oh, this guy's got a hat on. What the hell's wrong with him? It's just part of my persona. You just wear a hat. It's sewn to my hat head like Joe helmet. Dirt. It's all, it's all the same. When I, when I did... When, I did when you get older, though. I'm that, just wearing like a hat. When I go out to dinner with my wife to a nice restaurant, I gotta wear a scally cap or something like no, that. I wear, the, I wear the hat. My mom says I look like Fidel Castro. Toupee, Chris. My mom's like, you look like Fidel Castro with the green hat <laughs> on. <you> <laughs> Hey, but Dude. what's the wedding picture going to look like, though? That's what I want to know. It's going to look Ugh. like the same thing I look like now. I will figure it out. Maybe I'll wear my wedding, wedding picture where I had hair still. There we go. Did you, did you have the goatee he'll, in your wedding picture? He'll be wearing his formal ball cap. Uh, goatee. No, I, I already no said I'm yet. wearing I'm wearing a goddamn top hat or something. I'm not I, I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm <laughs> not I'm hat. not dealing with this. Uh, when I when I, I went to I had shoot, to go to a wake the other night, no hat, and it's it's horrible. It's dude, like you take it off to say a prayer. You say it off, take it off to say the prayer at the coffin, dude. Yeah. No, Jesus the hat. Strike it dead. The hat's like keep, the hat's protecting me from the lightning. Eyes, you know, the hat's clothes. protecting me from the lightning, dude. When I when I had this sh- uh, when I was doing uh, assembly required, I had a whole argument with the producer about how I'm not taking the goddamn hat off. He was like, "Oh, you think yeah. you could take the hat off? Because you know it's like a little hard to see your face." I was like, "No, there's no way." I was like, "I'm not yeah. doing that." I know. It's not they, happening. They want. They, yeah, they don't like the shadow and stuff. That's. A, yeah. I tell you, but seriously, when you get a little old. Uh, like, when we go out to eat, that's why I got the scally cap. I had to wear it to awake the other night because you can't wear a baseball hat going out to a nice restaurant. You get a, No, you have to get your formal hat. That's why I have one that's, like, clean and all black, and that's my formal hat. I wear that one when I have to go out. Yeah, Angela's like, style. you really going to wear a hat at dinner with my parents? I that's why I get a pork pie, yeah, like, for, <laughs> for when I go out. That's why I only so eat pizza. called pork pie? I, wear, I eat pizza and I also wear my work yeah, boots every hat. single place that yeah, we go. So. You gotta get one of those little flat cap cab driver hats and you can wear them. You know what? If I had a goddamn yarmulke on, nobody would say anything. Square, yeah, sorry, yeah, but yeah. We call, them, we call them cab driver hats in the city. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody does. I had this conversation a couple of years ago in England. I never knew that was a thing. 
And I thought, I, I didn't realize they named it after all the Irish people in Scully Square in Boston. So that's how they call them. They're not Scallies. Everybody calls them Scallies, but they're actually Scallies. And that's what they called all the Irish when they wore them. So, so uh, that, when I was well, growing up, I always knew of uh, like a, well, I guess both, both names are derogatory. But a wife beater, you know, like a, a oh Jesus! So yeah, I always yeah, knew yeah, of a wife beater as a wife beater or a guinea tea, yeah. both derogatory in oh, some right. way. What was the other one? We used to call a guinea, it guinea tea. tea, guinea tea, a guinea yeah. tea. Which yeah. wife beater? So, yeah, so I, I will never forget. I had this. I had this friend growing up, and his family was very religious. They were Protestant, and if I used to like be at his house on a Sunday, they used to drag me to church. Which I, well didn't work out so good for for me uh, that I wasn't allowed to hang out with them on Sundays anymore. But I remember once I said I was talking about like a, like wearing a wife beater, wearing a wife beater, and the mom threw me out of the house. She was like, "You know that that's not what they're called. You know we don't call them that in this house." And I got that was it. I got banned. <laughs> she called them like undergarments or something. I don't know. Same she was this kind of person that would oh, would yeah, routinely that, recite you know, like all the <laughs> all the ingredients to the Big Mac because she like memorized the the like two patties, double pickle, mayonnaise, special sauce on a sesame seed bun. She I don't know. They they were a weird. They were a weird group. Yeah, it happens. They were a weird group of people. So. Strange place. Anybody else have any questions or anything? Anybody yeah. else want to Anybody else got any shit talk? Anybody got a favorite I recipe they want to share with Derek and Paul? I want to know what a scully is. What's that? It's, it, it, I want to know what a scully is. If you're hat you're wearing, what is it, a beanie? No, it's got it, the little no, brim, you know? Call like a flat top or something, a taxi driver, some a people flat call. Cab or a it's cab like driver. a really flat big Yamaha. Yeah, cab driver. It's the hat that Andy Cap wears on a hot fries bag. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah no, we always no. called them scally caps, and I, I didn't realize until I went to England the first time, and I looked like an asshole asking for one, and guys like, buddy, that's just a Boston thing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what, you an asshole? No. Yeah, a little bit. Well, when you use those public restrooms, you know, you get a reputation in England that you know, <laughs> comes before Anybody you in all, in you all ways. you for a chauffeur, Derek? No, never. They were mistaken never. for a woman of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Jiggle So I, I do have a, I do have a question, which is, uh, Chris, you teased it earlier, but which epoxy passed the test? I didn't want to bring that up because uh, I'm affiliated with the company, and I don't want to hear the bad news. So. I will. I will. I'm be a hundred percent honestly. A hundred percent honestly, I don't remember the the name of the epoxy. Um, I know that at a time we were at at that time I was we were in Brooklyn and we were going to all these like high end sculpture stores trying to buy like the the best epoxy we could, and I know we were dealing with some alumalite stuff. But I don't recall what we were, what we wound up going with as like the end all, be all, clear epoxy that would never yellow. But I will. I, I'm. It's the guy that was heading up that project was the the guy that owns the art fabricating shop that I do all the TIG welding for, and uh, I should ask him because it's so funny. Like I said, like 2011, I didn't like care at all about epoxy. That was the so last basically, you had the answer to the meaning of life in your hands, and you've let it go. That's right. I've I've let it slip away from my fingers. I do have the the fond memories of driving around New York City, going to all these different art stores, like 
grilling the like person who was supposed to know the most about epoxies as to which one was never going to yellow and them looking at me like I was an absolute asshole. <laughs> but, you know, that's part of uh, cutting your teeth in the art fabricating world. Yeah. No, well, it, no, well, I, I remember that look from my old job driving around and picking stuff up for, for the show. Yeah, you know, it's like you get these ridiculous requests and you just have to fill them. Like, and I remember going to places and being like, guys, like, I, you know, like, I don't really give a shit. Like, my boss sent me here. It's got to be clear. I, and, and we weren't allowed to say who it was for. That was the other thing. Um, so it's like, they're like, oh, who do you work for? I'm like, I, you know, the, the, the company, his, his uh, art, you know, was all built under a company name, some corporation to, like, shield him away from it. So you would just say you worked for this company, and they would be like, oh, well, we don't know who that is. You know, like, that's, you know, who are you? You know, you're just some random-ass person. Like, we don't need to give you attention, so. But, you know, it's part of growing up. Now you just go and you say, you know, Derek from Malden, and they give you the the, the king's treatment. That's right. That's right. They give you the stuff that starts out yellow when you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he needed that for the last sign, so it yeah, worked out that's great. Right. The yeah. uh, the the Bruins logo, he needed that yellow epoxy. That's right. That shit better not. I tell be you, I was doing the Celtics, and I didn't realize they didn't have green um, like tint. But you made it. Make it. Wow. Blue and yellow. Yeah. Came yeah, I, nice, do have to, so. I do have to give you kudos on that. I mean, that stuff straight up looks like an, uh, a metal enamel sign, like you've enameled it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah doesn't it? It's it's just that's it's the next beautiful. Thing he's working on. Yep. Yeah, oh, I've actually got a sign making question. That's a beautiful uh, sign you made. Thank you. Thank you. Who's that, Glenn? What, Glenn's yeah, that was said, me, yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you, Glenn. I appreciate that. So I've got a sign making question, actually. Uh, have any of you guys ever worked with the um, that high density urethane, the sign foam? HTU? Yep. Yeah, I'm carving a sign with it right now. Are you really? All right, I'm gonna pick yeah. your brain, pick your brain a little later, probably about some stuff because I gotta. The client I'm, I'm making all the record bins for right now. The record yeah. shop needs a uh, needs an outdoor sign. And, yeah. Uh, I'm just like you know, in the in I, the beginning stages of trying to figure out how to get it because I don't need a four by eight sheet. I, I just need like thirty two. Yeah. I I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but you know who the master is? He's probably gonna bow out right now. Bernie Solo. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Go, 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 no, I, I'll help you with whatever I can. But go look on Bernie's Instagram. He's the one that got me turned on to it. And Bernie made an incredible sign with the sun. Awesome. I just need something that I can buy some not in yeah. a four by eight sheet. And yeah, Keith, Keith, I'll look it up. I, I think there's a place I have to look it up. It, though. There's a place that sells scraps. scraps yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can buy. Yeah, you can buy like on eBay. You can buy scrap pieces. But if you need a piece. There's a place about 20 minutes from me. I can pick some up and ship it to you if you can't get it because you have to have an account. Be awesome. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it might, get, it, might, it might get to the point where I just see if they want to hire you to make the sign, honestly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that, that might be an option Keith, well. I, so I know we'll, a place we'll in Jersey, that. too, yeah, that might have it. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it seems really cool. The one quick tip I can give you about getting scrap pieces is that the glue for, H, <laughs> the glue for HDU is actually Bondo. So if you get scrap pieces, you can just you just bondo it all together, and then it's yeah. another chunk oh. of it. Don't don't care what the color is, as long as the density is similar yeah, yeah, or yeah. the same, you're in good shape. Can you use Gorilla Glue too, Gorilla Glue too, Bernie? Yeah, somebody yeah, said you use that, that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a urethane glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have to I'm wet? So do you have to wet your pieces before you Gorilla Glue? Urethane to urethane. Yeah, I think you're supposed to. Yeah, you gotta like wet. You, you gotta wet any, any yeah. before you because. 
grill glue is only activated by moisture and pressure. Can we talk about the girl that put grill glue in her hair? Well, yes, and, all right. That's, uh, that's, what a genius. Is that, is that one of the greatest things we've ever seen? What a genius, I mean, huh? This country, no, did, she put, did she put gorilla glue or did she put the gorilla super glue in her hair? Uh, she, it was she put spray gorilla, glue. gorilla was spray, spray glue. glue. Oh, jeez. Spray glue. Because there, there was a guy like a week later who was like, nah, that was a lie. Watch this. I'm going to glue my mouth to this cup with Gorilla Glue. <laughs> and I had to get his lips like ripped off. <laughs> yeah. And they all make all kinds of money. That's what kills me, though. Oh, like she got to go fund me. And like she, she got flown to California yeah, she, and stuff. She had a plastic surgeon removed because she went to totally a hospital funded by after, yeah. after a month, she went to a hospital. And even the hospital's like, listen, we don't even know what to do. Like, we can't help you. So then they flew her to a plastic surgeon in L.A., and they used a mixture of, like, acetone, um, like, it, like, uh, remover, and, like, olive oil. Oh, and then rubbed God. it on her head, and, were, and it was cutting out her hair. It was, like, crazy. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. I mean, yeah, like, the, the, guy, the guy with the plastic. Hair. The guy when with the plastic cup, I think, I think the doctor just ripped it off his mouth and then put it. Yeah, same, they did. Yeah. When the aliens oh, come down. And they see that kind of shit, they're just gonna turn well, around and go back. That's why some animals just eat their young. Yeah, that's like it right. just—it's like that. That stuff is just. Yeah, I mean, uh, survival is the fittest. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it's what just I so always crazy. think. It, it's almost like we don't have you know, natural selection anymore. Are we just gonna keep getting stupider? Because like stupid people don't die as much as they used to. You know, like yeah. if you were you know, back in the day, it's like a thousand yeah. years ago. If you were stupid, you would die. Yeah, if you, you couldn't know? chase the dinosaur. In days, you know, you could survive and you could pass on your genes. I, d- I dated a girl who used to talk people. about how she never would have made it past natural selection. She had like, she was completely blind unless she had glasses. She had like horrific asthma and allergies. Who's and- this? This was an ex-girlfriend of mine, and she was like, oh, she yeah. wasn't, she wasn't oblivious to it. She'd be like, "Oh God, I wouldn't have made it past like two years old if this was like before modern medicine." You know, she, I, she's yeah. like, "I would have been blind, allergic to everything, and the first time I ran, I would have my lungs would have collapsed because I would have had an allergic reaction." I tell you, it's amazing. You talk about technology. Just my my son. I mean, he's nineteen now. He's gonna be nineteen, but when he was born, he had something wrong with his liver. And he was, um, they put him under UV lights for like two weeks and they have like sunglasses on and stuff. And they were like, 10 years ago, your son would have been on dialysis for like months. Yeah. Is that jaundice? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Something with jaundice, like Billy Rubin or something they call it or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was born, he was yellow when he was born. But, um, yeah, my, yeah, my, my youngest daughter was like that when she was born. She had this, she was underneath, underneath the UV light for, yeah. For like a week. Yeah, and it's crazy. They said just 10 years prior, he would have been on dialysis machines for a month or two. Wow. And it's just like modern technology. Like, who would have thought, you know? Yeah, I'm getting getting my eyeballs fixed. Yeah, yeah, it's clean in bed. Just get him, tan him up the right color, that's it. Send him home. He's not yellow anymore. I was telling Derek. That's what I was told from a friend of mine that way back in the day, they used out that they have to do is to take leader kid outside in the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so put him in like a cage outside like, for a week. It cooks it out of him or what? But it does something to them. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, There's just a hospital with a bunch of kids on the roof. There's just a bunch of kids on the roof of a hospital yeah. in like little plastic boxes. Like, ah, just leave them out here for a couple of days. <laughs> hey, can you go up to the roof and flip the kids? <laughs> go check on them. <laughs> oh my god! I was telling yeah, Derek that serious shit. 
I'm that's I'm getting crazy. a uh, I'm getting a surgery. I'm getting an eye surgery in like a month. And before this like surgery was available, like and every eye doctor has told me this. Like in the you know before this was available, eventually you I would go blind in my right eye for this oh this thing I have yeah. in my eye. It's I I am not convinced that it's not from like the amount of shit that I've gotten in my eyes over the years, but I have something called keratoconus in my right eye, which is when the lens of your eye uh, becomes out of round and it progressively gets worse. So I have a progressive astigmatism in my right eye that's just getting worse over time. So eventually it will become so bad that the vision in my right eye will be so blurry that it won't be like functional. It'll just be like shapes. So um, it's not, it's like the doctor told me like, you know, one being or zero being no, no sign of it. And 10 being, you know, the worst it could be. Mine's like a two. So um, he's, they're doing a procedure at the end of the month where they're going to, it's funny. You said UV light, Derek, they're doing a thing where uh, they're going to put a, basically a resin on the lens of my eye. And then they're going to use a UV light to harden the resin, which will stop my eyeball from getting they're gonna worse pot, they're gonna put total bow on your they're, eye so I so what i was gonna say was it, yes so just she's gonna paint little fish in it she's gonna she's gonna paint little fish into my eyeball yeah actually aaron aaron they're gonna use the stuff that doesn't yellow that's how i'm gonna figure out exactly what it is um so yeah so total boat will be sponsoring the surgery and um you know thank you very much to total boat thank you for being involved with my eyeballs but yeah no it's it's yeah gross is gonna be in the room with the mask on but um no yeah exactly it's just amazing though to think that like you know um i can't even really wear glasses because the way that it affects my vision when i wear glasses my depth perception is so fucked up that like my uh like I have almost no depth perception when I wear my glasses, so like I'll reach for things on the table and I'll miss them because uh, because of what's going on with my eyeballs. It's not ideal, and I also drive a tremendous amount with other people in the car. So if you want to oh, take God. your life in your hands, um, step into the sprinter and into the danger zone. One-eyed Willie over here. Question for you, Chris. Yes. So what's happening with uh, Andrew and your property upstate? Oh, Andrew Camerata? Yeah. Um, I would have to call him in order to know that. Uh, I did email him, and he responded. And then me, like a dick, I never called him to talk to him about it. But I think I am going to have him just tear the house down because, it's <laughs> based on his YouTube videos, it seems like he'll be there for about 20 minutes, and it'll just be gone. Um, but I have no, I have a couple of prices for that job, and I just need to see like where he shakes out in terms of price. Um, because the prices I've gotten have varied from about $6,000 to upwards of $16,000 for the same job. So I don't know if everyone is just bad at bidding or if someone is ripping me off or what. <laughs> you know, or it's some like of those guys just don't have insurance. Right? I mean, listen, at this point, I would pay like a team of milk run employees to like take it apart by hand. But I don't. I'll send my girl up there. She'll tear that house down. Dude, I don't care how that house gets demolished, but I would. I've actually been considering tearing that house down and selling that property in order to buy a bigger property. But I feel like, um, you know, either way, I have to tear the house down because it's it's honestly devaluing the property as is. When do you think you're going to be doing that? The spring or summer? Um, it really just depends on when I can like have the time. I mean, like I put the money away to do it, so it's like the money's sitting in an account like ready to go it's just a matter of like 
like actually pulling the trigger and understanding that I'm going to need to spend some time up there like working on it. So maybe in the spring. That'd be nice. Well, you do have a wedding coming up, so I mean. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I have a wedding coming up, so. Great honeymoon option, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who, my house? Are you going to live stream their wedding? Yeah, we're not live streaming the wedding. De- Derek, you were saying, oh, about my house up there. What are your plans for it? I mean, if you do end up keeping that property, yeah. I mean, are you going to be building a whole new shop up there? Do you think that's somewhere you would want to move up to and reside to? Yeah, I, I don't think I would live up there. Derek, I think you might have muted your clubhouse because I can't hear you on clubhouse. Um, I think he left and came back or something. Oh, no, Derek. Yeah, Derek, you're muted. You- Jack, uh, sorry about that. So, so sorry about that. yeah, so uh, they couldn't hear what you were saying, Derek. But yeah, oh um, uh, yeah, sorry. All the supplies in there, like yeah. that were good at one time. You know what happened? My phone fell when I picked it up. I must have picked it up and muted it. But um, you know, just there was so much insulation in there, like the rolls of it, the mm-hmm. stacks of like drywall and yeah, everything. Yeah, you know, still good after all this time too, right? No, but it's just a shame that it's just all wasted. Yeah, it's just all going to be thrown out. I mean, even just the fact that, like, so, I mean, Derek, being there, uh, you know, we talked about this when we were out there, like, the house was definitely framed by amateurs and drywalled by amateurs, but the roof was definitely professionally installed because it's just too good. Like, someone spent a lot of money and roofed that whole house. And all of that is going in the trash. Yeah, the fireplace is the pet fireplace is like an entire quarry's worth of cinder blocks. So, yeah, it's um, ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. I, I don't think I'll ever live up there full time. I think if I, you know, if I was gonna, if I was gonna move up to that part of the world, I would buy a more developable piece of property, similar to what Jimmy has, where it would be easier to put a big building on and get deliveries and stuff. Because like. That property is cool, and and Luke, I don't think you've ever been there in person, right? Did you no, come? I haven't been up there. So like, Luke, it's, I mean, go up in March. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, so I, I, won't be there I can't go so in March I'll because go. Austin changed the goddamn dates. The first dates that Austin published were perfect for me and my schedule. The second dates, unfortunately, I will not be at the March version of the uh, Blackthorn Blacksmithing Extravaganza. Um, what, did he move it forward? He moved it to the weekend of the 20th. Or something now. What is that? The 20th yeah, and 21st. Yeah, so the original gotcha. dates that he posted, which which I think he only had them up for like a couple minutes before he realized that they were wrong, but the original dates that he posted were the like the 28th and 29th, which um, I would have been able to go to, but unfortunately the 20th and the 21st I will be in uh, Georgia with Angela on a uh, van on a van get van vacation. We're going vacation? we're going to Savannah to experience the food, Paul. Oh, really? so we're going to Savannah. Oh yeah? Really? Yeah, we're going we're we're gonna spend a weekend there. Angela's actually been there I heard before. They got real good Starbucks in Savannah. They got the best Starbucks sandwiches uh, in the entire <laughs> country. That that and they have uh, yeah they have the best Starbucks sandwiches. <laughs> Has anybody guys ever been to Savannah before? I've been there. It's amazing. Angela's been there. Angela spent like a a week there or something, so she's kind of going to be like the tour guide. um, And uh, yeah, I think Savannah is beautiful there. Yeah, she made us a reservation at a restaurant that she said is like somewhat notable there. I couldn't tell you what it's called, but I'm just the driver. I don't know. I don't. I'm not involved with the planning, but um, but go back to the makers camp. Thing. I mean, I know talking with Jimmy and Austin the other night, I know that it's something they're trying to do 
almost on a monthly basis leading up to Maker's Camp. So yeah, that that I think will be, be really fun. I've, I've told a shitload of people about it because a lot of people ask about like getting involved with like the maker thing and blacksmithing and whatever. And there's a bunch of local mm-hmm. people that really want to learn specifically blacksmithing. You, and I keep telling have them you like thought more about doing a hammering at your shop. I've definitely thought more about it. I would like to do something in the spring. Um, you know, once the weather is better, I just need you know it's got to be like it's just got to be nice to be in here you know it's freaking cold and like i want to do it on a weekend when like a bunch of people can come down um you know and i want to just like make sure that because it might be the kind of thing that i do one time (laughs) so i want to do it right one time and then if we never do it again at least it goes out with a bang i would prefer that no one get like any very severe burns that would be like my main my main kind of goal for the weekend but anyway we're we're about an hour and a half into this so uh while we yeah, are wh- while we are live we'll talk about uh derek and paul's picks of the week and then we will close this out as episode 33 of the handmade podcast what's paul's picks of the week yeah paul what's your pick of the week uh, and and just i don't like this i I'm going to mute the clubhouse so that there isn't an echo. So just be aware that if you're talking on clubhouse, no one can hear you. Okay. No one on clubhouse. We've closed the joint session. Now it's just us boys. Get situated. Get me, get me the good one. Give me your pick of the week, baby. Let's go. All right. I had to switch my headphones. <laughs> All right. Ready, Paul, cause I have one. Go ahead, Derek. Um, oh no, I said her last time. I think three by three. No, I'm going with Odin Leather. That's what I'm going with. Odin Leather. O D I N. Yep, he's from Texas, and okay. he's um, he's another guy that started leather craft as a craft, like just as a hobby, and full fledged business. He has a video on his YouTube. He has a pretty good Instagram follow, but he's got a very very small YouTube, like a couple thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Does some good videos, but he has a video. Where he shows his store. It's not in Austin. I thought it was. It's like this real cool place, like at a strip mall type thing. What a cool story he has. Unbelievable. Just a really, really cool guy. His wife's involved with the business and uh, he does uh, some beautiful, beautiful work. And uh, Odin yeah. Leather. Odin Leather, yeah. Big guy. Got Jimmy it. knew who he was, too. It was funny. I mentioned him to Jimmy. Jimmy's like, oh, yeah, I talked to Odin. He goes, he's down in Texas, right? I go, Jesus Christ, do you know everybody? <laughs> so he knew who he was, but Odin Leather. Hey, Odin Leather. Paul, you got something? Because I got one if you want to pass for now. Um, I mean, I have I have a couple. Different. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I mean, You're well, going one, Tim I Dillon bring, again? I You're up, definitely going Tim no, Dillon again. No, oh, dude, that's all I watch, but I'm not going to do that again. But I did watch, and you guys already did this one, but – um, stuff made here. The pool. Oh I finally God. watched the pool thing. Yeah. That was like the create. Now I know what you guys were talking about. Like, cause yeah. I went back absurd. and listened to the podcast after I watched the video. That was unbelievable. What that guy it's did. Crazy. I, oh I don't God. even understand how he had enough time. Now I know, you know, why he looks so young. His brain is so developed. The rest of his body <laughs> just forgot to develop because his. Oh, I've never seen Benjamin a. Button? I've never seen a guy smarter than that guy. That's what me and Bobby Duper talk about that last night. With like the guy, he's just way too. Dude, it's it's yeah, it's scary. It's like why is he just doing YouTube? Why is he not like? 
He's got to have a real job. I, building I don't know rockets that he's ever talked about something. it, but I, he probably works for like NASA or something. Yeah, like he probably that, built you know? the Mars rover, and this is just right. a side gig. I mean, that guy's so yeah. smart. He's Elon. He was unreal. He's dude, Elon. When the, camera, when the camera was like screwed up, it was like, dude, give up. Like he just is yeah. like, oh, and it was this because this angle and this and the, oh my god, I'm just like I could never even imagine like my brain yeah. working like that. Just crazy. Yeah. He's the best. Shout out to yeah. stuff made here. Yeah. Um, so mine is going to be uh, I got two this week. Um, one is going to be Trent Presler and his yeah. interview slash talk on the Axe and Iron podcast. Uh, he was on with Chris and Roy. Um, and Trent Presler, for those of you who don't know, is a Long Islander. Well, he's not a Long Islander. He's from like South Dakota, but he, um, he lives on Long Island and he made, he's known for the $100,000 canoe. Um, that's like what kind of put him on the map. He makes wooden boats. Um, he's not a woodworker by any, by, you know, by his own definition, he just wanted to make a canoe. So he learned how to make canoes. His work is amazing. He had a really, really interesting story. Um, and I just, uh, I was really entertained listening to it and he's got a book coming out, uh, in April and, uh, I absolutely want to listen to it. So it's something that like, I just think that, uh, his, his interview with Chris and Roy was fantastic. And I think that, uh, everybody should listen to it. And the other one I want to say is, uh, Leah Arapach just sent Jeff Fader a sculpture and I'm such a huge fan of her, of her work to begin with. So stuff's crazy. uh, Yeah. I'm such a huge fan of her work to begin with. So like for her to show that off again, it just like looks so good. So Leah Arapach. Nice. Good stuff. So that's it. I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, I'm gonna re. No one can hear me on Clubhouse right now. I don't think. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. We're back. Um, I'm cutting you off because we're ending the podcast. Clearly, you guys aren't listening anymore. So thank you guys for joining on our first live shit show of the podcast. Um, Dude, I don't even know how this actually went. I don't know like, how this is gonna. This I don't know how bad. this is gonna sound. It could be terrible. Maybe this is the last episode of the Handmade Podcast. But if it was, imagine that we're all in the band on the Titanic and we just play it off until the sick sink ships ship sinks and that's <laughs> it. The sink ships. All right, wrap it up. Let's. That's it. We're done. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.